You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is AW, and you're listening to the second episode or installment of the Off the Runway series, a series that I have started recently. Uh, it's been a while since the first episode, uh, but you know, just record when I can. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. This is a PVE-related podcast. For those who listened before, you or if you didn't listen, you know this is uh, just a general PVE podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of things about the league and... Uh, going to give some extra emphasis on my team, uh, the Outer Banks Aviators, uh, two, two-time reigning champs, woo, um, yeah, so uh, I made the series kind of as a, uh, like I just described, uh, we're going to talk about general stuff, but I want to give some love to the Aviators, which is why off the runway, planes, things, that, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you listen last time, we talked about a lot of different things. I think we did a, a season review or, or preview or something. I don't even remember. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, and then we kind of talked about uh, GMing and uh, the experiences of that and, and how you kind of make a locker room and, and everything. Um, so we'll just kind of be doing all that stuff. I don't have any sort of like scripted stuff. We just kind of ramble on. I will go into tangents uh, from time to time and... Uh, yeah, should be a good time. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, I'm using a different microphone this time, too, so I don't even know how it's going to sound. Um, the preview sounded fine, but uh, yeah, like I said, tangents. Um, but yeah, let's get started. Uh, I wanted to start this uh, last week, or at least in the beginning of this week. I think I started one on Monday, but I ran out of time, and uh, the 15 minutes or so that I had recorded was just... I felt like I just, you know, it wasn't great, and it was only 15 minutes, and I barely got into anything. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, I want to kind of give a little brief caveat or whatnot. Um, we will be talking mostly about the PBE, the major leagues here, um, with all respect to the minor leagues. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the main attraction of the league is the major leagues here. Um, I know there's some people that love the minor leagues, which, you know, it's cool and all. I don't really get it. Um, it's a it's a place where you kind of, you know, learn the ropes and, and, and then go on to the major leagues. But um, uh, personally, I think for the site purposes, you need to have your major leagues as the front and center. So, I mean, if you're having some you know, bigger users and stuff say, I don't want to play in the major leagues, I don't want to play the minor leagues. I, I think that's a, a bad thing overall. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Uh, I know there's other people that think differently, but um, I think a lot would agree that the PBE, you know, that the, that's the site, um, the major leagues is the focus. So that's what we're going to be doing here. Um, we might throw in some minor league performances or, or stuff with OBX in terms of the prospects that we have. 
um, and how they're doing in the minors. But overall, I don't expect a lot of talk about the minors. So if you're hoping, hoping, uh, not hoping, hoping for that, uh, I, I do apologize. Uh, we probably won't be talking about that. So hopefully you continue to listen, but if not, uh, I understand. Uh, but yeah, let's get started. So like I said, I wanted to start this last week or at least beginning of this week. Uh, mostly because I like doing season previews and things like that. But now we are, you know, a couple sims in. I think we're three sims in now. And we're starting to see, you know, the league. I don't, I want to say take shape, but it's still early in the season. And if I said it takes shape, you know, Outer Banks is not off to the greatest start right now. So we are still going to do a sort of preview, but with using the information that's already happened so far, which this season, uh, I can already tell you, it's shaping up to be a crazy one. Based off the first couple of Sims, uh, I am not sure exactly what's going to happen, but I, I think there's a lot of things that are happening that we're going to be seeing uh, moving forward uh, that we can kind of rely on. Now, we'll start in the Legends Conference. And we'll start in the Legends East, where the Outer Banks Aviators uh, are, you know, has, are the reigning champs last two uh, seasons. But uh, right now, Outer Banks is technically in last in the division. Uh, they're tied with the Crabs at 9 and 12. Um, I'm not sure exactly um, all the tiebreaker stuff off the top of my head. Outer Banks is currently last. But I believe, um, okay, for some reason I thought we had played the crabs already, but that is going to be coming in the next sim um, on Saturday. So we're going to host the crabs for three game series. So I think it's based off of common record or something like that, the tiebreakers. But obviously tiebreakers don't really matter right now where the game is currently in May, and we're only 21 games into the season. So, um, Outer Banks are last in the division currently at 9-12, and 12, tied with the Crabs. You have New York leading the division at 14-7, and 7, and Buffalo in second at 12-9. and 9. Um, New York uh, are a bit surprising to me early on, I think. I picked them as the third best team in the division. I still think that they are. Um, but they did go on a, what is it, a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 game win streak before losing in extras to Death Valley, who have been another one of the te teams that have done really well this season. Um, now they played Outer Banks. Um, New York was at home. And we'll talk about Outer Banks and the road woes uh, in a bit here. Um, but we'll, we'll focus on New York here for a little bit. So they won eight games in a row, but what's important to know is six of those were at home uh, against Outer Banks, who are 9-12, and 12, and against Vancouver, who are currently also 9-12. and 12. And then they went on the road and played in Cancun, who are a team that are 8-13. and 13. So if you look at New York's schedule, I think think that maybe they're a little bit um, 
I don't think they've had the hardest schedule so far. They open up the season losing two of three to Providence at home, and then they won two of three against the Sloths, who are just 11 and 10 right now. Um, they split a series at Nashville, uh, who are 13 and eight. That's a solid one. They won two zero, and they lost eight to 10 in that series. Then they came back home and played Indianapolis, who started off the season pretty well, um, but they're eight and 13 right now. So, you know, they got the home home games against a bad team. Then they went at Maui and lost uh, they for a two-game series. They lost both of those, and Maui's currently 10 and 11 right now. Then they got to come back home, play Outer Banks, who they swept, unfortunately, um, winning most games convincingly. Uh, then they came home, they stayed home against Vancouver, and then they played at Cancun, and then came back home against... Death Valley, who they lost to. So, overall, New York, besides Outer Banks, who does not have a good record, and especially not a good road record right now, um, besides, you know, the split with Nashville, the series win over San Antonio, the home wins against Outer Banks and Vancouver, you know, it's not, they haven't had a very strong schedule to me. Uh, and when they've played harder, harder uh, opponents, at least on the road, I mean they're they are uh, three and three on the road right now. They've only played six games on the road, uh, and they lost two of those to Maui, one of those to Nashville, and uh, yeah, those are their only losses. And then they beat Cancun, who's uh, struggling right now and they beat one of those in Nashville so I don't think we've we've seen New York fully yet um, and I think they've benefited from an easy schedule so far I think they're a fine team I think they are around a 500 uh, a 60 win 500 to you know, 54 to 60 win team at the end of it so I think they're a pretty good team team that could challenge for the playoffs but I don't think they've been challenged so far yet and that's not to say they haven't played good opponents because I do think Outer Banks is a good opponent but for some reason the game is not loving Outer Banks right now and we'll get into that so New York great start but I do have some questions um, the team's you know one of the best offensive and pitching teams right now but if you look at the roster, I, I don't think that they are. I mean, they have out, outside of their uh, ace and dictator, I mean, they have Parco, who's solid, but he uh, he has a 199 ERA right now. He's 4-0. I don't think he's that good. Uh, obviously, he could be. But uh, he de- has just made the transition from reliever to starter this season and I just I, uh, it, it's it's hard to say I mean his FIP fielding independent pitching is 323 right now um, which is more than his ERA obviously and you know his BABIP is actually you know working against him so you could say that he's probably trending to stay that way. Uh, 
based on just those small uh, things, but I just don't see it, and he's pitched only at home so far, and he just pitched in relief against Death Valley where he will start the next game, so that should be interesting, but yeah, I mean, he's so far this season, he's pitched at home against Providence where he struggled a bit at home against San Antonio, at home against Indianapolis, at home against Outer Banks, and at home against Vancouver. And against Providence and Outer Banks, he uh, gave up a couple runs, and the other games he gave up as most one. So the better opponents seem to be able to get to him a little bit. Uh, I mean, he gave up his most hits against Outer Banks, just didn't give up the runs. Um, so his whip... Uh, he had gave up eight hits, one walk in six innings. So, you know, his two runs, uh, he kind of just navigated around those hits and walk, those hits and walk and base runners. Uh, as opposed to the other games, um, San Antonio was similar: seven hits, two walks in six and a third. Uh, Providence was six hits, three walks, and five and a third. Uh, his only non-quality start this season. So, I'm pumping the brakes on Parco here. Uh, I don't think Crawford is great. Obviously, you know, he shows up. I feel like he shows up in big moments. I know I hated playing against him in the playoffs last season um, because every time it seemed like he pitched uh, against Outer Banks, he just destroyed us. Uh, so, I guess I shouldn't really say anything about Crawford right now. Uh, but, you know... He's a good three starter, but uh, that's about it in terms of uh, overall outlook to me. I mean, he's got a 65 overall. His movement's not great. Uh, he should be giving up more home runs than he is probably. So we'll see where that goes. Um, had a 4.55 ERA last year. Should be better, obviously, with some you know progressions and and stuff like that. So. We'll see, but he's probably still pitching better than I expect him to right now. And they have Tucker Montgomery, who's not a great starter at their four spot. Um, I'm surprised they've gotten so much out of him that they have. Uh, but uh, he's a career 437 ERA, and that's mostly out of the bullpen. As a starter, he's been around where he has, is right now for 480 or so ERA kind of guy. So he's not going to, uh, he's 2 0 right now. They're hitting behind him. Um, he struggled a bit on the road. It's just interesting to see. I, I he's not great. Uh, their bullpen's pretty solid with Williams and Penalty at the end there. Um, the rest of the bullpen, you know, it's not the best, but it's not used that often. Um, you really need like two solid bullpen guys and then some filler guys that you hope are better than average um, which they probably have their bullpen's okay right now they're first in the league uh, thanks to cap penalty coming out switching to uh, relief this season and so far doing pretty well uh, but his FIP indicates that maybe he's in for a bit of a rough time he's walked a lot of guys he's got nine walks at 14 innings 
and has a 221 whip and 467 BABIP. Uh, I think penalty is in for a bit of aggression this season. Uh, overall, I don't think he's as good as a 193 ERA, especially with a whip higher than his ERA and a FIP that's, you know, 4.34. Then you look at the offense. I mean, I feel like every year you can look at New York and say they have guys that are overperforming their ratings. Guys like Franklin DeMars, uh, Belak Cove, Those are probably the guys that I would mention right now just because they're hitting over 300. And, you know, DeMars has a 78 contact rating. Other ratings aren't great. Cove has an 80 contact rating. Other ratings aren't super great. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to always look at New York. I feel like I'm going way over New York than I wanted to. Uh, So I apologize with any New York. I feel like I've been all negative. Uh, so far, obviously, I think, in, in my opinion, New York is Outer Banks' greatest rival, and they always have been. You know, they played against each other in the Season 1 World Series, and it's kind of been from there. Uh, we won't get into any of the nastiness or anything over the years, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, in general, uh, it's a rivalry. I can't really speak too well of them. Uh, their GM duo with uh, Enoch and um, Joe the Jester. I uh, haven't talked too much to him, but I know Enoch's uh, obviously a great person, uh, known all around the league. And you look at New York, I mean, they're, they do have the guys that are overperforming, but they do have guys that are underperforming, like TGP, who's only hitting 192 right now. Uh, Paladoris is probably better than he's hitting right now. He's hitting 235. Uh, James Dion is probably around where he should be at. Um, he's hitting 250. He's, you know, 82 contact guy, 341 OBP, 15 steals. I mean, that's that's what you expect from a guy like him. He's still a young, young player. Uh, I don't expect too much from Dion um, in terms of the batting average, but uh, I think he's better than you know, DeMars or Cove who are hitting above 300 right now. So, you know, there are guys that are probably performing at their level or below their level on their team, which suggests that the guys that are overperforming, you know, they can kind of even out. So I do expect them to have a pretty good offense. Um, but outside of the top six, I'm not very afraid of their lineup. Um, but it's hard to say. This is a OTP, and it will decide what it wants to decide. Um, they've been led by guys like Frankenstero, uh, Rock Out With Your Crocs Out, uh, and then the guys mentioned before, Cove and DeMars and uh, die on a bit with his stolen base prowess. And then you see Evil Dictator, who had three complete games in a row uh, with 
you know, nine inning pitched each, had 12 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, eight strikeouts. But again, evil dictator, even then you can say, how is he going to perform on the road? He's only pitched at home so far in his six starts. Uh, he's done really well in those starts. He's given up a lot of home runs so far, uh, but he's not walking guys. So if you put him on the road, is he going to walk guys? Is he going to continue to give up the home runs? Who knows? Uh, he's got a 3.50 ERA, and uh, he's okay. But his BABIP and FIP indicate that he could potentially go a little bit worse than he's doing right now. Uh, so that should be interesting. I mean, I expect them to come down a little bit. Obviously, they've played uh, 15 games at home compared to the six on the road, so we'll see. But enough about New York. We're going to move to Buffalo. Buffalo, second in the division right now, 12-9. and nine. Uh, Buffalo is my pick for second in the division, so right now they are holding still. Buffalo, I think, has a lot of good things going for them and a couple bad things still. Um, when I was going to do the preview, Buffalo was going to be a big topic of mine um, because you look at this team, they could be a lot better. In my opinion, they could do some things a little bit different, but um, obviously they they still get stuff done. They still have made the playoffs and uh, do stuff well. Now, you look at the Buffalo side, Buffalo in general over the last couple of years, have been carried by their strong starting pitching. This season, their starters have not been great outside of Mio Hooper, uh, who's pitching well right now, probably a little bit better than I have expected. But Hooper is probably one of the strongest three start starters in the league, and Schramm, who's their four starter, is probably one of the strongest four starters in the league. Um, but Shram has struggled a bit, um, and their first two, Dedendic, Deleted Index, and uh, Jacques Toussaint, have struggled as well out of the gate. Now, I'm actually not super surprised by that, and I'll tell you why. Buffalo is an interesting team. They have strong starters, they have strong pitching as well. Um, you know, they have Freeman and Hackenbush in the bullpen. Randall as a third reliever is really strong. Um, so they have a strong rotation and three strong relievers. This is a team that could be one of the better pitching teams in the league. They also have a super strong catcher in Tunch, Dench, Tunch Denstro, who's uh, you know a defensive wizard behind the plate uh, with 95 catcher ability, 90 arm. Now, those are the good things, but the bad things are they do not care about defense, and I think it's held them back. Now, you know, if you're listening, you could say, hey, why are you telling them that they need to add defense? They're a division rival. Well, I'm, I'm kind of trying to approach this from a partial sort of thing. Uh, or impartial or whatnot. And, uh, you know, I 
gave a lot of negatives to New York, but it's just because, you know, they're 14-7 leading the division right now, but there are some things that I think could bring them down, and this is sort of my preview. I don't think New York is going to be as good as they're showing right now. Buffalo, I do think they're going to be around that second spot, so that's a bit of the difference. Um, so this is sort of, I'm coming at it with, you know, I'm not Outer Banks general manager. I don't play for any team right now. I'm just a podcaster representing the PBE. So, Buffalo. Buffalo's an interesting team because they don't care about defense other than their catcher. Um, Outside of Tunch Denstro, nobody you can say is a great defensive player. Uh, You look at the main defensive position in shortstop, they have 85 range, 40 arm, 60 error, 60 turn double play. Along with that, their hit their their shortstop is hitting for 190 right now and is a career 245 hitter. So all that TPE invested in offense is not doing anything. And the minimal TPE invested in defense has caused their shortstop justice to be one of the worst shortstops defensively of all time. Uh, 2053, which was a couple seasons, uh, three seasons ago, season, um, uh, let's see, 40, 39, 38, 37. Season 37, he had a negative 15.6 ZR, 12 errors. Next season, followed up even worse, negative 21.2 ZR, 19 errors. Last season, got a bit better, negative 11.8 ZR with six errors. Not too bad. This season, he already has negative 3.1 ZR, but has not committed an error yet. Justice, in my opinion, is the reason Buffalo will not go further. And I apologize to Justice. But it's true. I mean, you kind of need, in this era of PBE baseball, and in general, OOTP, and with specifically... In specific, specifically OOTP 23, defense is a premium and the shortstop position is a super premium. And them not having a good defensive shortstop and not even a good shortstop really is hurting Buffalo, in my opinion. Now, you think, okay, maybe it doesn't matter too much. They have uh, a lot of guys on their roster who could maybe just give up fly balls. And it's true. They do have two uh, fly ball pitchers, or three, well, I guess two are technically fly ball pitchers. And um, in general, if I look at the roster a little bit more, sorry. In general, they do have a good mix of pitching, but they don't have a lot of super strong ground ball types. So you're thinking, okay, maybe they just hope everyone hits at the outfield and they can field it that way. But then you look at the next important defensive position in center field. And their center fielder right now, surprisingly doing well, has 80 range. 80 range, 54 error, and 54 arm as their ratings, and that's Big Is, Israel, come, I don't even want to say it, Big Is, 
So, fly balls that are hit up the middle, your most rangy position, center field, you expect to have good defense there. Now, we go back to 2053, season 37, they played center field, they've been center field as long as they've been in Buffalo. Negative 6.4 ZR, three errors committed. Next season, negative 5.7 ZR, one error committed. Last season, negative 7.7 ZR, two errors committed. Now this season, for some reason, early small sample size, plus 1.9 ZR, one error committed. I don't expect that to hold. Um, Like I said, small sample size, I expect it to go negative eventually, and it could cause Buffalo to struggle more on fly balls. Um, I think they're getting a a ridiculous production out of Big Is right now. Um, uh, So he'll be my player focus here. Uh, 333 average, 419 OBP, over 1,000 OPS, 1.3 war, positive defense. Kind of crazy. He's getting that kind of regression uh, steroids, as a lot of people would say. Uh, His build, not great. Uh, 73 contact, 88 power, 65 I, 55 avoid K, 40 gap. Uh, He's got 11 extra base hits right now uh, in his 25 hits. He's got a 333 average. Uh, I don't have the file in front of me now, but if I were to look, I would say that he's maybe getting lucky, and his BABIP, his hitter BABIP, is pretty high, and he's just hitting it to where the players are not. I don't know if that's the case. I'm happy to see for Big Is, former aviator. Um, Love seeing him have success, and he's coming up on 200 career home runs, which I don't think he'll hit this season. Uh, But next season, I think, is definitely in the cards for that 200 home run mark. So really solid career for Big Is so far. Um, Do I think he's playing way better than he should? Yeah, of course. I think everyone will tell you that. But... I do think he's going to come down a bit. Uh, you know, his career average is 247. Last season he hit 274. Last season was his best season probably ever in the PBE. Uh, hit 29 home runs, 274 average, 344 uh, OBP, 872 OPS. Best season of his career. Uh, I think that was his peak season of his career. Um, if not, it was at least one off of his peak season. And maybe he's getting a couple seasons of regression steroids. But, yeah, I expect him to come down a bit this season, even though I do think he's still going to be a solid hitter based off what he did last season. Now, again, there's players that will overperform and underperform. Tunch Denstro, offensively, I feel like always overperforms. Maybe he's just that guy. Um, But, you know, it's interesting. Two seasons ago, he hit 290. Um, when he was just a second-year player, a second-year defensive catcher. So he, you know, got that sim luck, hit really well. Last season, didn't hit as well, hit only 220. Uh, Still was a really great defensive catcher, only hit 220, uh, but uh, did what they needed him to do. This season, he's hitting 299 with a 397 OBP. Uh, I expect that to come down, but who knows? With two seasons ago, him hitting so well, Maybe he's just an every-other-year sort of guy. Um, 
rookie season hit 182, then went to 290, then back down to 220, now up to 299. Really interesting so far. Ratings-wise, I expect him to come down, but we'll see. Um, and then I'm going to try and keep these shorter per team. Maybe we'll just do the Legends this time. Because, um, you know, Legends is the best conference, uh, despite what many may say. Um, so, yeah, we covered Justice. Bad defender. Not a great hitter right now. I think he's hurt on the team. Uh, we're talking about Big Is. Defense. Surprisingly doing well this season, but it should come down. His hitting doing extremely well this season, also should come down. Uh, players like Kevin Larson, Jack Condor. Uh, Condor, I'm, I'm, Condor's an intre- interesting player. Uh, I don't think his ratings are that great. Um, he's been playing a solid first base this season, but he's hitting 180. I expect it to be better than that. I, I know, I, I feel like somehow the leadoff position, you're just like, um, the leadoff position, you get like some sort of nerf when you're at that position. I don't know why. I feel like, at least for me, every time I stick someone in a leadoff position, they ended up not doing as well as they should. Um, maybe it's just because of the more it bats. Maybe it's, I don't, like I said, I don't know. Uh, they have been, uh, struggling this season, hitting only 180 though. I expect that to come up, but I don't expect them to be like a great hitter based on their ratings or anything like that. 74 contact, 69 I, not, in my opinion, not a great leadoff guy. Uh, does have the stealing ability, a stealing ability, which is probably why they have him there, but, uh, not super great. Then they have Mustard, Mustard, who, uh, I think is playing pretty well. I think their ratings aren't the greatest, but they're not bad. Uh, Mustard is a solid player. They're hitting 274, 351 OBP. Uh, they're a solid player. I mean, they're hitting two right now, which is high for their ratings, but if they hit 274 all season, 351 OBP, that's perfect. Um, do I think they might come down a bit? Not 100% sure. They're hitting in front of Kevin Larson, who is a great hitter. So maybe they're just getting some really good pitches to hit. So Mustard stands to benefit from that, and they're playing really well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they stay around that 274, 280 mark. I think they might come down to 250 or so, um, but they're not a bad player. Kevin Larson is... Uh, their third baseman, and he's been one of the best power hitters over the last couple years, um, is in regression now, I believe, and is now playing the field at third base. Uh, I believe he's been first base for the last little bit. Yeah, first base his whole career so far in Buffalo. Uh, made the transition to third base this year. Uh, not hitting well right now. 200 average, 293 OVP, five home runs in uh, his 80 at-bats, so the power's still showing a bit, but it's not showing too much right now. Um, On pace for about 20, 21, 22 home runs this season, which would be a low over the last couple years. Uh, He had 20 back in season 37, Uh, but that also came with a 333 on-base percentage. So 
I expect him to uh, ramp it up a bit and hit better. Um, and then their four-hitter OOTP Wizard, uh, solid player. Uh, don't have a lot to go against them. I, they're 240-360 OBP and uh, four home runs. It's probably around where they're, where they're going to be. I expect them to be between that 240 and maybe 260 average uh, and around uh, 350 OBP and uh, some solid home runs. Uh, I don't think they're you know, going to be too great, but uh, they're a solid player, switch hitter as well. Um, but again, I mean, if you look at Wizard, 80 range is not terrible for right field. Um, and he's been solid this season, but the last couple seasons, negative, negative ZR, negative defender at, in right field for them. Uh, they have Calavera uh, at second base, who uh, last, you know, ever since he's been on Buffalo, he's gotten better on defense, but he's been a negative defensively. He's a positive this season. So it's really interesting. I think Buffalo is actually playing better than they should defensively right now, which is interesting. Um, but I do expect that to change, but I do expect them to play better offensively. So. Like I said, I think they're going to stay around that second spot. I've also decided that I'm just going to do the Legends of East in this podcast because I'm already at 37 minutes and I'm talking way too long about teams. And, you know, it's the division I care about most. Um, maybe we'll get some short Legends West stuff in in a bit. But uh, if you're a Legends East person, enjoy. You're getting a lot of focus here. Um then we'll go to the Providence Crabs, who are currently in third position um, based on some display or tiebreaker. Uh, Providence is an interesting team. They're who most people predict to be last in the division, and I also believe that they will be last. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they are capable of being a better team than people may think. Think, I guess they're over under I think this season was 54 and a half which is a really good number I think for them I expect them to be around that 50 win mark a little under 500 which is why I chose the under for the casino for them but they are a solid team they have good pitching uh, with Ron Lane Lynn Crabs, sports boy 57 and Pico Bear uh, their bullpen is not good the bullpen will I believe cost them a lot of games uh, so far, they've had three losses come from the bullpen. Um, obviously, not too much when you consider they have 12 losses, but their bullpen ERA is currently sixth in the Legends. Um, so, yeah. It, it's not great. Glenn Davies in their bullpen's not bad but the rest are either young or just kind of filler guys. I mean, James Daly is a starter a starter that could be doing better. I They just haven't been great out of the bullpen uh, so far, but they are young, so I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But. Um, on the offensive side, they have a lot of players... 
that are interesting. They have last year's MVP, uh, JQ, out in right field, who's a solid player, still one of the better players in the league, I think. Um, They should have a good season. Shicey Jr. is kind of coming into his own this season. He's been solid for them. Uh, I think he's... As a leadoff guy, he's solid. Uh, he should hit for a good average, which he is hitting 283 right now. I expect it to be around that. Um, defensively, he's probably outperforming his ratings, at least now, but I expect that to change. Um, Whiskey Fuse at second base is one of your better power-hitting second basemen in the league. Um, it's always been one of the builds that I've... I wouldn't say want to do, but I always, I guess I can say want to do, but I probably wouldn't, just because I I do like the freak second base build for some reason. I think it could be good defensively and, or at least good enough defensively and provide some power from a position that's not usually known for power, which is second base. But uh, Fuse, I think, is playing really well. Eight home runs, 326 average. Uh, over a thousand OPS plus defense. So Fuse is looking like one of the better plays right now. And you look through the lineup, they have a lot of good hitters. Um, I would say mostly in their top six. Their top six could probably hit with anybody right now. Um, though I'm not a huge fan of. Mr. Alligator or Bobby Roode. Um, Alligator, not the greatest ratings in the world. Uh, In terms of a hitter, Roode is kind of old and regressing out, but uh, as a catcher, he's fine. And then you have O'Sullivan, Flannaball, and Stargasm, who are mostly just your defensive players, and they've been okay so far. Uh, They've had or Flannaball and Stargasm, at least, are your, is your defensive players. They've been good defensively. Uh, O'Sullivan is their DH, and rating-wise, they're not great. They're hitting 265 right now, but I expect that to come down. So, the Crabs at 9-12 and 12 is not surprising. Uh, I think they are about where they would be. Their offense, like I said, their top six could probably hit with... Most teams, their defense is okay. They're they're good, probably not great, but they're good. Um, I mean, that's shown they're in the top three or four, and you know, with a lot of seconds and some firsts in batting uh, rankings right now in this early season. Pitching, they're they're not doing so hot. Um, which, I mean, I expect them to do a little bit better pitching. But, uh, I mean, they don't have the best rotation in the world, but they're not terrible. And, yeah, they, they're they an interesting team because they rely on a lot of ground ball guys, which are which is kind of different from the outlook in the league right now. So... It's interesting, and you can kind of see like how the junk ballers and, and stuff 
do. I don't know if it's the best example, because I think you can make a junk baller team, but you have to specialize that, kind of get the best infield defense in the world going, and then and then uh, let that go from there. But I, I mean, I don't think they're bad defense. Obviously, they've you know their third baseman, second baseman, and shortstop all have plus defense right now, uh, so it's not hurting them per se. But but. The junk ballers, they do tend to give up more hits. Uh, they're not striking out a lot of guys, so they're, you know, they're they're sixth in the league in strikeouts pitching-wise in the Legends League or the Legends Conference. They're sixth, uh, and they are seventh in the hits allowed. So, you know, they have a lot of ground ball types. They give up the hits and they don't strike out a lot of guys. So those are kind of tied together. So it'll be interesting sort of thing to watch this season is just like where they rank in those two categories. If they can strike more guys out and such, they can get by more. But if they continue to give up contact, pitch to contact, and they keep giving up hits, it could hurt them in the long run. Um, most of their starters are pretty solid. Uh, Pico Bear, I think, is not too great. You know, former aviator, but is inactive. And, you know, I believe it's been sort of thought of as something where if a pitcher's done good in previous seasons, then in future seasons they'll do a little bit better because they have that sort of invisible boost in OOTP, like, this pitcher's been doing good, so we're going to continue to make them good. There's probably something with Pico Bear there. I mean, he hasn't always had the best ratings in the world, but his first two seasons, 389, 346 ERA, 2.6, 2.9 war. As a starting pitcher in Outer Banks, just from his rookie and sophomore seasons, I mean, he was really good there. And that those weren't the best Outer Banks teams in the world either. Um... So it will be interesting to see. Uh, Pico Bear, as a fourth starter, is serviceable. But um, from experience, you want to get a better guy in that fourth spot. Um, But the Crabs will see what they got. And I think they're a solid team. I think they're a team that's getting older, though. So it will be interesting to see how that goes. Um, But, yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Crabs do. Like I said, I expect them to be around where they're, where they're at now with like a 429 win percentage. I expect them to be around 50 wins at the end of the season. Not bad, uh, but not uh, not a playoff team. Uh, especially with the division that they're in. And last, we get to the Outer Banks Aviators, who are 9-12 and 12 on the season. Uh, you know, this is why I hate testing. Uh, at least for the winning side of things. Uh, I think uh, when you test for wins, you'll end up being disappointed uh, when the actual results come out, and that's kind of what's happening right now. You know, testing testing before the season, obviously with the casino coming out at 67.5 wins as the over-under, this is a team that's expect, expected to you know, challenge the 70 win mark again, uh, had 70 last season 
and right now I'm not sure exactly what's happening. But if you look, what the most interesting thing and most terrible thing in the world is, at least as a, as an uh, aviator manager, you look at the home record, 8-1, and one, that's the team that we expect them to uh, be, and then you look at the road record and it's 1-11, and 11. and I, I have no answers for that record, I have no idea. Uh, how a team that this good, rating-wise, uh, you know, it's the top team in TPE, I believe, or at least in the division and conference, um, one and eleven on the road, and it's not like they're playing the best teams on the road, not the worst teams, but not the best. They played Buffalo. They got swept in Buffalo. They played Indianapolis for two games, got swept those two games. They played Vancouver and they split with Vancouver and they had to win the other one in extras. Uh, Vancouver's not a great team. They played New York, who I talked about them a ton earlier. They're a solid team, but I don't think they're better than Outer Banks, rating-wise at least. They got swept by New York and the games were not even that close. I mean, one game was a two-run game. The others were a five- and a six-run game. And then they play New Orleans on the road, who New Orleans is a, sol- <clears throat> a solid team. I don't think they're better than Outer Banks. But uh, they lost 3-13 to in the last one, and they lost 1-3 in the other one. Um, so, I mean, it's not like they're playing bad teams on the road. Buffalo, New York, New Orleans, those are... You expect to lose those series. You don't expect to get swept in all of them. Uh, And then Indianapolis, you don't expect Outer Banks to lose to them, I would say. Indianapolis started off hot. They're not doing so hot now, but they're not a great team. Uh, With respect to all the people in Indianapolis, they are rebuilding and everything. Um, So that was a bit of a shock. And then they swept Maui, who's... You know, not the greatest team, but they're not bad. I, I picked them to win their division this season. Uh, they split with Cancun. Uh, you know, Cancun's not great. So a split at home there is not great. I mean, they had to win one in extras, and they lost by eight runs in the next one. But uh, Cancun kind of, you know, they scored four in the eighth and ninth against uh, against our last reliever who's you know if we had to choose would never pitch but we only have him so he can pitch we you know swept Boise at home Boise's not a good team I picked them to be one of the worst and then we beat Seattle just recently in one game um Seattle you know is in competition with Boise for the worst team in the league in my opinion so it's not like Outer Banks has beaten good teams at home Maui's the Maui sweep is a good sweep uh, I wouldn't I, I don't think anyone would say that's a bad one uh, they're losing they're losing some expected games on the road but I wouldn't expect them to lose all of the ones that they've lost so far I would expect them to be more of you know four and seven five and six on the road at worst one and eleven doesn't make sense 
it will be really interesting to see over these next couple sims what happens because we play Seattle again. We play Providence three times, still at home. Go to Maui for two more road games, and then we come back home for another six games. Buffalo and San Antonio at home. Uh, I think that will be the biggest biggest sort of run that the team has. If they can you know, continue to show that they're good at home against solid teams like Buffalo and San Antonio, that they can be okay. Then they go on the road again to Detroit, which is another good team. And they have, you know, a decent split of road and home games in the month of June. Um, it's when they get to see New York at home. Uh, Vandals at home. Nashville at home. But they go at Providence, at San Antonio, at Lunar Base. And then, uh, then you have the All-Star game. Um, they get Death Valley at home as well in the month of June. So, you know, the end of May end month of June before the all-star break is going to be really telling uh, I think I think mostly you're looking at this end of May where they get some home games against teams that should be worse than them uh, and you get a, a road two game road series against a team that they already swept in Maui so that will be interesting to see um, you know they have a lot of players that are underperforming and maybe overperforming, but I, I, I don't see a lot of overperforming with this team right now. Um, you know, in the starting rotation, you have Walrus Jones, who's pitched decent so far. Um, his ERA and FIP, those sort of split, indicates that he might regress a bit, so he's probably overperforming um, at this point. But then you have Gianna Morgan, who's... 576 ERA after two really good seasons. That's not gonna. It's not gonna keep 576. Uh, Azuaje at uh, a four ERA has a 381 BABIP right now against him as a 2.98 FIP. You know that four ERA should come down. I expect that to be in the threes, uh, mid to low threes, even. Um, at his peak. And then Aria, uh, again, the 333 Babbitt against her has a 3 ERA. The, the FIP is around, it's 399, which is a little high. Uh, but, you know, she's given up five home runs so far, which is uncharacteristic, I would say, um, being one of the better uh, flamethrower pitchers in. in holding opponents from getting home runs against her uh, uh, and obviously last year's pitcher of the year so I expect the rotation to be completely fine even if Walrus Jones does regress a little bit which might be expected um, Morgan, Azuaje, and Aria should be better or around the same as, or in Aria's case around the same Morgan and Azuaje should be better um, going forward the, the lineup Er Schneider should be playing a bit better. Has 15 steals, which is nice to see on pace for, uh, I don't even know how much that is. Uh, probably about 60 or 70 steals at the least, uh, which would be awesome to see. 
Uh, Cole Kim's hitting well. Babbitt Person is hitting very well. 43 is underperforming. Uh, 43 senior is at hitting only 167 with one home run. Um, yeah, has not been performing to their ability. They're a way better player than they are performing at. But they started off slow last season and turned it on in the middle to end of season and ended up winning uh, World Series MVP. So I expect better things from 43 senior. Asui is hitting very well, 329. Emerson, 338. Those are, you know, I'm expecting those. Uh, based on their ratings, you know, they have 94 and 97 contact between Asui and Emerson, respectively. Uh, Fielder uh, is probably playing around where Fielder is, but uh, defensively, with a negative 2.2 zone rating right now, is uh, for the, you know, five-time gold Glover, is uh, a little, you know, unexpected, especially with... uh, Big is in Buffalo playing as well as he has been. So that's interesting. Dunkin' Donuts is hitting only 132 after hitting uh, 252 as a rookie and uh, already has a negative one war this season. That's kind of crazy. And uh, Beckett Brooks, not expecting much offensively this season for Brooks, uh, only hitting 125. I don't know if it will get any better uh, or much better than that. Um, but Brooks is all in on defense and has been a positive uh, defender right now with a .7 zone rating and no errors so far. So, you know, Brooks is playing the role well and helping the pitchers for sure. Uh, The defense uh, is outside of fielder is still playing well. And the pitching, uh, the the pitching, the the bullpen is not doing well outside of Atav. Um, You know, Atav has a a .52 ERA right now and the bullpen is still last in the Legends in ERA. So I expect that to get better. Uh, a guy like Mason Williams has a 444 BABIP against him. Uh, he's given up a lot of walks and some home runs, uh, which has really hurt. But the FIP is still lower than the ERA, so I do expect some improvement there. Um, and just some, some bad outings. I mean, one outing against Indianapolis, they give up six runs in an outing. And other than that, you know, there haven't been any bad, many other bad performances. So those one bad performances can really hurt your relievers. And so I expect that to be a little bit better going forward. Um, but we shall see what happens there. But I expect Outer Banks to get better. And it's going to be this end of the month that really tells. So, like I said, I'm going to just, I, I want to keep this under an hour or, or, or around an hour. We're at 58 minutes and I don't really want to make another segment because it, limits me to uh, 60 minute segments I don't really want to make another segment to do more especially since I won't get paid more um, not that I'm doing this for the money I just kind of enjoy it anyways but yeah we'll just keep to the Legends East this time so I apologize if you were listening to anything else and you were expecting more I talked a lot about it I feel like I was pretty negative uh, towards a lot of teams so I do apologize for that I was just kind of giving my overall honest opinions on how some of these teams have performed so far. And uh, obviously, as an Outer Banks, man- Outer Banks manager, or general manager, co-general manager, however you want to say it, I do expect better from Outer Banks this season and some of the other teams ahead of us to kind of fall a little bit. So um, 
like I said, I do apologize to anyone who heard anything negative. Uh, I think New York, Buffalo, Providence, all solid teams. But I do think Outer Banks is the better team in the end. But, uh, like I said, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, Going to hop in this now. Go Aviators. And uh, I hope we ha- continue to have a great Season 40. And continue to, uh, you know, have some great times in the PPE. Thanks for listening. This has been AW. And uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.